Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we are talking about condition-based maintenance, a really state-of-the-art driver in the digital fire safety service industry. I'm really excited to be joined today by Ruud Gielen, the Global VP of Service Portfolio, and Miguel Cole, the Global Portfolio Director for Fire Safety Services at Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Ruud, Miguel, thanks for joining us. Thank you, John. Thank you for having us. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, now when we talk about condition-based maintenance, when we talk about digital fire safety services, we talk about buildings getting connected. Uh, and so many things have changed over the recent times about how we connect buildings, how we collect data, how we leverage that data, and how we start to use that in the operation and the service of buildings. There used to be a lot of on-site work. There's now less and less need for that and more opportunities for us to digitalize the process and still deliver the same quality without having to drive to buildings, walk inside and do many of the things that we do. So, Ruud, my first question, we're starting this journey. Uh, we, we have a place to go. We have some things to achieve. What, what's driving it? What's behind our decisions and what's behind the initiative to start this journey in the first place? Uh, that's a good question, John. So we at Siemens um, ask ourselves the questions at four or five years ago. Uh, so what, what's, re what's next? Uh, and we have already achieved the highest level of uh, protection with the, the best detector and fire safety system that exists. So we really reach out to our customers and we ask them, what are the biggest challenges that you face today? What they told us is that, uh, first of all, it's all about protection. Uh, so um, it's a big responsibility that they have there and they need to provide the highest level of safety in their buildings and their assets for the people that are within that building. And that, that's really a big responsibility and a big challenge that they already need to fulfill. And second of all, it is the compliance issue. So it's something that they need to deal with. There are a lot of regulations, there are a lot of code of practices and to ensure your business continuity, whatever that is. So it could be in a hotel where you uh, have guests where you're treating patients in a, in a hospital or whatever the business is, you need to make sure that you are compliant just to um, continue your core business. So that, that's the biggest, uh, the second biggest challenge for them. And last but not least, I already talked about the business continuity. It's not only protecting your people and assets, but it's also protecting your business continuity and making sure that you can continue your core business 24-7. Um, so that is that is what customers drive. And that is also then what we kind of translated back to us and saying, we need to contribute to these values. And we have developed a portfolio um, that fulfills these outcomes for our customers. Understand. And and if we take a little step back as to, you know, you mentioned a couple of those challenges. The, there's the regulation, there's a conservative market in general. But what's really behind the industry stepping past that? Uh, so, so taking on those norms, really investing the time, the effort, the structure, what are some of the benefits and some of the, the ultimate outcomes that uh, are giving us the energy and the, the desire to push beyond some of those challenges? Yeah. So with digital uh, digital services, you know, we, we, we know that we are positively able to drive these outcomes for customers. Um, so let me just guide you through a couple of them. Yeah? So the first one is workforce. Uh, so every single customer, especially within these, the European, uh, German, American market, is faced with an overworked, understaffed uh, workforce something that they need to deal with so how are we able to gain productivity how are we able to make their life more efficient more productive 
by leveraging on technologies. Now, also, every single customer has to deal with rising operating costs. So the cost component is always there. How are we able to do things smarter? Um, again, with digital services, we, we do have um, a lot of opportunities to automate specific processes or to, to uh, make things more uh, transparent in a, in a very smart and a very efficient way. Um, and last but not least, um, what we want to achieve as an organization, especially in a, from a service point of view, is that we want to go from a reactive approach to a proactive approach. So what we know is everything what you do reactively. Yeah? So you just wait until something fails and you fix it. Or you wait until a specific event or alarm occurs and you need to react on that. That is seven times more expensive than doing things proactively. So what we want to do as a service provider is to come to a fully planable operation where we are able to provide proactive services for our customers that will then automatically lead to these reductions of uh, operational costs and, 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 and efficiency gains within their workforce. So, that, so every single customer will immediately say yes to that. Um, and last but not least, again, this compliance issue. You know? So we just we, we know that this is this is really a painful, extremely labor intensive exercise that they need to go through. So are we again able to gain efficiency there, do things smarter, make things uh, more efficient for our customers to go through that? These are the kind of things that we are expecting from digital services and where we see these big values. Yeah, I understand. And, and I like how you link these back to to those customer challenges because ultimately that's what's driving this right this is the Absolutely. this is the conversation that we have to have there and and in that answer you you mentioned a few things that we're already doing and miguel the first question for you to give us a little bit of insight uh, what have we already got in practice and give us a, some examples of what we're able to do and how we've managed to achieve that so far yeah we have so many nice examples to give um talking to different customers we find so many uh support for their processes in in our portfolio and let, let me give you one example uh, we have a, a public subway operator with obviously a, a lot of tunnels and and those tunnels are very harsh very uh, i would say uh, key infrastructure where a lot of maintenance is continuously going on with trends circulating every second minute and this customer was getting a lot of false alarms and of course, false alarms, business interruption, uh, impact on, on public transportation and the society, the fire brigade intervene and say, you need to find the root cause and you need to start preventing these actions to happen. So you need to establish processes that help you understand with data, where are the problems before they happen? and not reacting to the business interruption. And just to mention uh, a, a bit of the, of the platforms that are available and that are solving uh, the issues at this customer today, there is something called the system performance monitoring. And this is collecting every data from the connected systems. So events, alarms, pre-alarms, disconnection, faults, giving information on the time, the duration, the day of the week, everything. And that data can be categorized into uh, databases, databases that our experts take a look and help 
customers understand uh, what are the trends, what are the the parts of the system that are exposed to to hard harsh environments and and help find the solutions to take action before the the incidents or the uh, alarms false alarms happen. There is services, for example, let me mention the soiling level or the contamination level that is being uh, pulled out of the detectors. So you can, you can after a, a maintenance work, uh, look at the contamination level on the lenses of the detectors and determine if, uh, if there are detectors that are compromised and that will give um, a problem in the short time. That action can be brought into systems and communicated to customers to take action way before this becomes an interruption. There, there is also a technology today that allows to have testing of the detectors without going physically to the, to the detector to, to test it. So we can use the so-called disturbance-free testing or, or DFT to interrogate the system for each of the detectors after a set, certain maintenance work has taken place. And with that, you've done the work, you've done the full data collection that everything work as supposed to, and then you can do a full test of the system after the work is finished without any interruption. So the detectors are 100% functional even during the test process. So this, this is kind of, this is kind of the, the type of systems that digital services are enabling today. understand. Uh, maybe, maybe a quick question then, Miguel, because you gave an example where it's very clear. Uh, you, know, you have a, a train going through a tunnel every two minutes. If, if this is disrupted, this has a huge impact on the services of a, of a, of a city, of a mass transit. Uh, could you give me a, a quick example of the of a similar thing, even just in a daily operation? If you go to an office today and you compare what you would normally do, uh, what you'd normally have to do to test a system versus what you can do today, uh, to also bring a bit of context in in that for for a potential customer who has an office or a hotel or something like this. Well, what we do today to test a fire detector or, or a, an annunciation device is we, we need to go and physically add the detector, go and trigger that alarm. And that is not only uh, disturbing from the point of view that somebody is physically there, but it's also noisy. If we are t- testing annunciation devices, it will be noisy. And if you picture that process in a hospital, where you have patients and families going through difficult situations, it's not nice. The same if you go to a hotel or to other type of processes, there will be business interruption. There will be people from the customer accompanying a technician if they are going through sensitive area, restricted areas, not to mention a clean room where you will need to go through a whole process of cleaning, getting dressed, disinfecting tools just to get into that room. So by being able to test our assets from outside those rooms, being able to perform the regulatory inspections from outside and testing from the outside, we're bringing the customer a value in his business continuity. Thanks, we got some amazing examples there where we're already using this digital technology. 
what's the end goal? Like, does does this digital approach mean that we just don't have to go to site at all? Does this remove the need for us to be on site to service these fire safety systems? No, absolutely not. I mean, the testing and inspection requests that we go on site at least once a year to test and physically make sure that that installation still makes sense according to what was planned for that specific room or that specific process. So what we're proposing with, with DFT, disturbance-free testing, is testing more. We can test once a month, once a quarter, making our facilities more resilient, making sure that every part of the system, after works, after maintenance, after any activity, is 100% operational. And let me give you an example. Uh, we have statistics from Europe where more than 85%, 85% of the electronically produced alarms, that is alarms coming from, from a fire panel, are today false alarms. And this is because our buildings are dynamic. So the use of rooms, the, the programming of detectors that we do when we commission the system is often there for the next 20 years. But the buildings are dynamic. The, the, the rooms uh, run different processes. There is different uh, partitions. There is the different use of the rooms. And through data that we collect with our digital platforms, we can make sure that those detectors are working properly with the right, right programming and are not anywhere near to uh, provoking a false alarm. Understand. So... That's the intention is not to replace. The intention is to strengthen and and really make those opportunities that you're physically on site uh, better, stronger, but also uh, get the timing right. Uh, find when there's additional requirements. Find uh, the, those opportunities to improve and and really deliver above the expectation and above uh, where we may be able to today. Yeah, that's exactly what we are aiming for. Uh, testing more, testing above regulations to make the 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 buildings more resilient, make them safer environment. Thanks so much, Miguel, because you just covered a huge amount of stuff. We, you know, when, when Rude was talking about uh, our three main drivers, we have to talk about performance, we have to talk about efficiency, we have to talk about compliance. Uh, you know, you talked about performance, the, the ability to test uh, the soiling levels in, in critical environment spaces, uh, the ability to do that quietly, no matter what, or without disturbance to define to, to that performance. Uh, saving by doing so a lot of physical labor, a lot of people going places, climbing up ladders, climbing down ladders, making noises uh, and, and impacting different people in different spaces. And then that, that last piece, the compliance, having all of the digital records, all of the timestamped uh, events, et cetera, et cetera, kept in a way that is tamper-proof, but also compiled naturally, not relying on the skills or the knowledge of an individual. You know, one of my first questions was, we're taking the first steps. It feels like we've taken quite a lot of steps already leveraging this digital technology in this space. Absolutely. All of that is helping the, the customer processes and the efficiency of the system and increasing the resilience of the system to, to a next level uh, not seen until today. Yeah, and, and, you know, that description, that example you have there, direct 
impact on the, the, the efficiency of the facility manager, but still saving costs for the operator and saving interruption and potential issues for a building user. So really impacting across the whole scope of the different stakeholders. Uh, Miguel, thanks so much because that example, those really tangible examples, I think make, uh, make it really clear the benefits that we're already seeing today. Uh, Ruth, I wanted to ask you quickly, uh, we, we're at the start of the journey, but somehow we've taken a lot of steps already. What, what's next? Uh, where is there still the room for, for innovation and improvement? If you follow the kind of journey of, of the um, of digital services, uh, which is not a Siemens uh, standard, it's, 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 it's an industry standard. Um, that indeed, you know, we, we always, we, we start with digitally enhanced maintenance. Uh, so this is what we do now for already a couple of years. We are doing exactly the same activities that we do um, on site, but then above site. So you kind of gain there uh, the time and not traveling and you have access continuously to um, to super experts and on central locations um, that will result immediately, you know, in faster time to fix times and these. So we are creating value by doing the same, but more efficient. We call that digitally enhanced maintenance uh, services. And we apply that to corrective maintenance, but as Miguel also told you that also to preventive maintenance. Yeah? So how are we able to make the best out of that one year for fires, mainly that one year visit on site and get all the data that Miguel was talking about uh, out of the system to prepare us as bad as, uh, as good as possible for that on-site visit um, to make sure that, you know, there kind of any unplanned or corrective action um, is uh, would 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 be avoided during the next twelve months. So you make the best out of that visit. Now the next phase would be is then that condition-based maintenance, really, and yeah? where we continuously monitor systems, where you continuously look at the heartbeat of the system, where you continuously get all the data which is available, run additional scripts with the DFTs and soiling, and get all the data, relevant data, out of these systems, put it into report. What kind of basically enables that smart decision making. So you, you, you are able, thanks to the transparency, in, to define an action plan together with your customer, saying how are we able to optimize the overall performance? How are we able to gain that efficiency within your operation? How are we able to fulfill your uh, requirements when it comes to uh, regulations and, and compliance in, in a more efficient way? But still, we need to kind of, acknowledge that a lot of labor still is there involved. So the translation of data into a recommendation is still being done by our, our experts. And so we have uh, hundreds of, of DSC experts sitting all around the world. They are able to deal with the data. Um, but if you really want to scale that, uh, so uh, you want to make sure that all customers get access to these services. And also, you want to automate that. So what we are now currently working on is that we are uh, trying to capture um, the way how we read the data, analyze the data, and translate that into a recommendation into an algorithm. Uh, and this is this is the next phase of um, of what what the digital services would be all about. Uh, we call a predictive maintenance uh, categories. And so you see here that there's a new type of services coming where you are able, just by reading the data and applying these algorithms, are able to predict what's going to happen in the future. And what do you, what kind of action do you need to take 
uh, today in order to avoid any business disruption in the future. And then we are really creating value for our customers. So the journey has just been started, John. And this is just the beginning, uh, looking at the, uh, the digital opportunities that are in front of us. And it's extremely excited. I, I can imagine it's exciting because, and, and my last question is, a it's a qualitative one, but it's an interesting one. If we get when we get to that point, when we are we're leveraging data to to be preventative, we're leveraging algorithms to be predictive, we're we're connecting our experts and the experts on site from a customer perspective, uh, making decisions on the fly, uh, taking action, reducing that time to to uh, to resolution. How far away from the traditional fire safety? Are we at that point? How big is the gap from from what we called fire safety services uh, ten years ago as an industry to to this point where we're really taking full advantage of all the, the digital technologies that we have? Maybe it's difficult to believe it, but but the things are going faster than you think, and that everybody believes. Uh, that's the beauty of of going digital, uh, John. Yeah. So this is uh, competition is not standing still. We are not the only party in the um, in the world developing uh, high-level technology. Nevertheless, uh, you know, we are also forced to, um, to accelerate that journey faster than ever before. So, and that gives us, you know, also the time for customers to migrate, uh, to step-by-step, step, make sure that they get state-of-the-art technology because that will be a prerequisite. You need to get access to these digital services. There is a compatibility component in there. So make, it's not a kind of a transition from A to B in one shot. Yeah? Step by step by step, we are uh, onboarding our customers in, in that journey. Um, it's not that we um, will uh, eliminate on-site services. We really see it as a combined approach. It's digital plus on-site. It's on-site plus the above-site capabilities and technology that we have. If you are able to combine these worlds in an optimal way together, then you're really able to create value for our customers. And this is what also makes us unique. And we need to be proud of that. If you look at FM companies, if you look at VIPs all over the world, uh, of course, it, that's competition for us. But there is no party in the, in the entire world that is better um, uh, in combining the on-site activities with the above-site technologies and expertise which is available today, leveraging on really state-of-the-art technology there. If we are able to continue that journey, I'm 100% sure that we are really creating value for our customers. Um, and that we um, uh, that we are able to to move into that path faster than everybody thinks, and everybody believes. I, and, and I guess the beauty and one of those things that drives the excitement is this is a journey that never ends. Right? Uh, once we go digital, once we make the connection, once we start to leverage the technology, we as an industry and and uh, uh, as a as a general society, our technical capabilities will will strengthen, will get better, will get stronger, and and we'll be able to leverage that. In the fire safety service world, same as we leverage that uh, today with the explosion of, of AI chat uh, chat uh, engines and all these other things. So we the the excitement continues. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't know exactly. <laughs> we don't know what's the end, John. Yeah, this this is of course also something was for us to explore. You know, but what what we all aim for is that you know we call that an ultimate smart building. You know, that is able to analyze itself. Uh, is able to, you know, 
it, it knows when an update is needed, an upgrade is needed, when a specific type of maintenance is required just by continuously analyzing everything and all the data which is within the building without any um, human being involved within that process. Of course, when it comes to a replacement or a repair, all, always there will be people involved. But that's our ultimate game that we are really bringing the digital technology to the max. Um, uh, we call it a smart building. And nobody knows if we will ever reach that. Nobody knows exactly when that will happen. But again, I'm 100% convinced also with all the other technologies that you were mentioned that 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 that, that will, will come faster than everybody thinks. I believe in. And the beauty for the fire industry is that we're making all of the buildings safer. We are making the, the buildings more resilient. So it's it's the biggest change in several decades for the fire industry, and it's starting to happen now. I mean, uh, most of the services that we discussed today are already available. So we, we're now in the phase of starting to connect uh, our customers to the services. This is also something, Johnny, yeah, that everybody said fire is the most conservative market, right, where you are not able to innovate and course we have the better the best detector in the world with Asia technology but you are restricted when it comes to cloud connectivity and these digital services well we prove that that's absolutely not true I like it and, and Miguel I liked your, your comment before as well to really bring this back to to the real issue and and, and everything we talk about today uh, and everything that is behind the industry of fire safety is around safety is around uh, conserving life is around uh, managing and maintaining business assets and continuity, but but it's a safety driven. This this is a life saving technology. So all of those benefits make that performance, make that uh, ability to protect life even stronger, which is an exciting topic in general. Um, Miguel, Rude, thanks so much for the conversation. I really enjoyed it. I hope uh, we have the opportunity to talk more, to to dive into some of those details, to look a little bit more at what happens in the future. But uh, un until then, I've really appreciated the time and thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. And a quick thank you to everyone who is listening to us as well. We always appreciate your time. Please remember to like, share, comment, or subscribe wherever you found this content and look out every second week where you'll hear more conversations around different aspects of the building and infrastructure industry. But until then, uh, stay safe and we'll see you soon.